So it's pretty warm in the garage today. <laughs> I'm just trying to mark <laughs> boxes just, off. You're just going through the list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good oh, idea. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it mm-hmm. is quite warm. It is. It is warm. Yes. Yeah. Austin. I t- thought you were genuinely commenting on like how it is. It is warm. It is warm in the garage, and Shane hates your band. <laughs> hey, why don't you stop <laughs> listening to music, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> when have one of All of these things. Bingo. Yeah. Now I just got a random text from from. Uh, we are Coons. we are speaking, of course, about the uh, bingo parlor game. I'm soon to uh, be arriving to all of you who sent us your self addressed stamped envelope. Um, We've yeah, got my, from Parker Brothers. Yeah, Mike just uh, he sent me uh, a note the other day, uh, and it just said uh, sent me a text message. It said bingo on it, and I was like, all right, which episode? He told me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, and it was one of those like from a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah. So now I think he's digging his way through the archives just to see if it works. Yeah, we don't actually record in a garage anymore. Uh, we have the uh, comfy confines. Of we occasionally just barely talk about garages. Yeah, well, unless well it's we garage should probably rock. work that back into our. This is the most we've actually mentioned the word garage in probably three years. That's not true. We talked about um, the band Wand. And um, yeah, that was garage rock, right? Yeah, no, we've done we've done a few, no, but different kind of gar- okay. Word garage, right? I get it. <sighs> All right. Anyway, why don't we play some theme music? All right, I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. Somebody likes it. So a little bit of sad news. Frontman of uh, of uh, Scott Hutchinson of of Frightened Rabbit, uh, no longer with us. Sorry to hear that. I um, Ryan mentioned this before the break or during the break, but um, uh, I didn't actually know their uh, library that well. But I've listened to a little bit of it since, and I think I would have dug it. Yeah, it's good shit. Yeah. Well, also, well, apparently, a ton of people that I know just around. You know, Facebook and real life and whatnot, like, really love that band and knew that guy and are crestfallen. And, like, that is just a shitty thing. Like, he took his own life. And there's nothing more good you can say about it. This is always the part of the, you know, have we looked at the metrics and people are like, oh, God, are they dying? Are they talking about people dying? Yeah, yeah. yeah just grind the show to the right halt, now. like, within the first yeah. five seconds that we're, that we're recording. So, anyway, yeah, sorry to hear that gone, uh, that, that that happened. Um, also, we should play like clips of like Bozo the Clown or like a slide whistle right after that. Solid. Anyway, also, um, Tom Wolf and uh, who wrote and Superman's girlfriend quote wrote quite a bit about the musics. Tom Wolf did. Yeah. yeah. Not, Tom Wolf was not Superman's girlfriend. Not, not, not Margot <laughs> Kidder. That would have been an. A much more entertaining movie had Tom Wolf totally watch that. Lois Lane, <laughs> been put him in drag, and just, just a white suit, <laughs> like a white pantsuit or something. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I'm he's more of a Lex Luthor, isn't he? Really, Tom Wolf, or was? Yeah, uh, but it would be funnier. Man had the right stuff. That's all I'm saying. Ah, oh, hey, sing. What did you do there? <laughs> I don't know. It was clever. <sighs> yeah. So, so. We were so we were going to get together last week and um, talk shop about 
this week's record. But in fairness, this record's been out long enough. What's one more week? <laughs> like, no, it's fine. It, it, you know, it's, it, it didn't really mature that much more. No, and week. I will say this. We, the entire recording of this program tonight might actually take longer and have more takes than the recording of this record. Yes. It was pretty interesting that they just they set it up and Okay, well And they all make it sound like they all make it sorry, right? I just want just one quick thing. It's okay. They all make it sound like like they left all the doors to the studio open and they just walked through and played their instruments and kept going and were at the pub by closing. Yeah. Like literally at the pub by closing. And one door out the other. We are of course talking about Black Sabbath. We're we're talking about the first yeah. Black Sabbath record called Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath. Um and I want to say this because, like, typically I'll listen to a record a couple times through, and then I'll listen to it again on the way here to record to just refresh myself. And you know, it'd probably been a week since I'd listened to it, and my phone got possessed. Uh oh! And I'm not kidding. Like, Google just started kept popping up and going like, "I'm trying to listen. Like, what do you want to do?" And I'm like, I kept trying to like hit the X button and like make it go away. Well, that's it what it wants you back to do. up. And I'm blaming this band. <laughs> We're I mean, I'm sure it's probably ones and zeros that did it, but damn it, that never happens, and it sure well, shit did. There, there, are, there are copious mentions of Satan. In, it's true in this record, and uh, and the like. If you spin it backwards, it says, "Hate your cell phone, hate your cell phone." Like, yeah. <laughs> even though this was recorded, hey in Google. I, uh, hey I think Google. if you spin it backwards, it's like Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Go to church. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyway, no. So, so uh, were you able to get through it? Well, I've, no, I, I'd listened to it a couple times, but just trying to listen to it on the way over here, my phone would just not fucking cooperate, and and I found it somewhat apt that it was because of this record. I like I liked it. Yeah, if you if you play it backwards, um, go to church, obey your parents, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be a good boy. It's like it's like it's like you you spin it backwards and like somewhere. Jonathan Richmond's ears perk up. Like, I don't know how that works, but... Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. So Jonathan Richmond wrote songs about, like, liking your parents. And around yeah, yeah, around yeah. that same time. Being a good citizen. Yes. Yeah. Things that were not very rocky. Um, I, I have to also say, too, like, this record really made me rekindle, you know, and we talk about this on the show a lot, my love for AM Gold. And... Um, <laughs> Just oh, yeah. the you know the top down breezing your hair you know like a they tour with Southern uh, California I think there was some Captain and Tennille actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no it's just a, just a sweet gentle breezy yeah yacht rock breeze Satan comes out from Muskrat Love <laughs> I would I do think that the like a little Michael McDonald infusion could be that'd be a fun juxtaposition I love Satan yeah <laughs> anyway now we're we're jacking around but I mean. Um, now, Shane, I have to say that I did not know of your metal lineage. Well, yeah. So Shane had a metal period in I, high school. I did have a metal period in high school, and there's some of that stuff that I still appreciate. I can't tell you the last time I thought, you know what I want to do today? Put on Slayer. Like, that hasn't happened in years. But if it's on somewhere, like, I don't necessarily You'll turn it up, it. right? Not necessarily, but... Um, Does your voice but change? I think this is like, different. Yes, it goes down. No, it goes up because... <laughs> falsetto, yeah. Um... 
Joe I don't know. This back. this is not that. No, it's not Cookie it's not Monster that. Metal. But it's you know not what this is? Close to it. This is the DNA of everything that no, came it after. was. But also stoner rock too. Like I hear that more than I do metal. I hear like that fucking yeah, I give early two thousands like Caius and uh, even like Queens of Stone Queen, Age. Well, yeah, and, like, Queens of Stone Age was part of Caius. Uh, yeah. But, uh, All right, controversial statement, but Fu I Manchu. I hear just like oh. Genesis album did really well. Why don't we just try and turn it up a notch? Like, well, it does have a lot of that, like, kind of mythology, if you take ridiculous the, imagery it in does. it. Yeah. Thank you. I it does. absolutely can't stand the lyrics on this fucking album. It's it's oh, they're, they're hilarious. Laughable. They're hilarious. But I kind of think it sounds good, and some of the songs have good riffs in them. Like, I absolutely. I mean, that's, it, that's the record sounds good, but the lyrics does. are fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. Well, the lyrics always were stupid. The the drumming was never good, and the lyrics were never good. And I think they were done by the same guy. If I'm not, I think Bill. If either Bill Ward wrote the lyrics or Geezer but- Geezer Butler. By the way, best top five best bass player <laughs> names ever. <laughs> well, no, Geezer Butler's my right second there, yeah. favorite rock name after Trip Wiggins. Um, All right, Wiggins was pretty good. So is is anybody else was anybody else struck by the fact that the the distinct sound for this record came from um, Tommy Iommi's fake fingers, fake fingers that happened in a sheet metal accident. Heavy metal created heavy metal. He had to make plastic prosthetics to put on his hands so he could bend the notes the right way and. And it like, and that's why this record sounds the way that because he was just trying to follow lead guitar, and and that's why this record sounds like it does, which influenced a shit ton of other things. I that guy is more careful at his people. day job, and this record never happens. Well, here's an here's something to think about. Wow. Um, another like, <sighs> about to blow your mind. <laughs> now, I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, this album came out in 1970. Now we're still basically really close to the summer of love. We're still like. You know, Janis Joplin and you know Woodstock hadn't I, I happened. I think I know where you're going with this, but go ahead. So, like, you know, you have the Grateful Dead, who um, were putting out stuff at the same time. Not a lot of similarities between the two bands, other than the fact that Jerry Garcia and T- Tony Iommi both played Gibson SG guitars and both had prosthetic fingers. Well, it's funny that you mentioned. So maybe Woodstock, sort of like, blowing my mind. Oh, and also, also, the Grateful Dead's original band name, the Warlocks. I rest my case. It's I'm going to call Alex you, Jones it's about this. It's interesting that you bring up Woodstock because I swear that at some point, I don't know if he was dead yet, but the soon-to-be ghost of Jimi Hendrix appears on this album. Where in what? In there's there is a guitar solo. I'll have to I'll have to listen back to it. But there's All right, a guitar well, where solo. I thought. That sounds like that little trill that Jimi Hendrix loved to do. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what I thought, where I thought you were going, and um, I'll just go ahead and bring it up. Like people say that uh, Altamont was like the end of the '60s and the beginning of the '70s, like where you know, like Hell's Angels, like killed a dude, and like that was the end of like the peace and love era. I yeah. think this record was. Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, I can see that. I kept on going on a little bit longer, but but yeah, like this is like a, a direct turnaround it, from it, anything right. resembling the mamas and the papas. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you make. I mean, it kept on. It kept on going. On one hand, it splintered off in the James Taylor, the '70s, but very well represented the '60s. However, in a lot of ways, yeah, it was like the 
you know, like the the, um, the kids that were counterculture kids that were growing up, like in the late '60s, were you know into this peace and love, and then their then their 13 year old brother grew and up. Everything just went and then started dark. getting. Dude, it's weird because you think about this. Like, I believe Metallica's first album came out in 1981 or 1982. That's only 11 years after this record. Metal like became this behemoth all on its own, like and completely changed and mutated. And people just really gravitated toward and it. And this is like if you did a human metal genome project, this is where it starts. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that. But there's some good. So having said that, there's some good songs on this. If you don't listen too close to the lyrics, don't listen. Don't if you could not. If you could help, the well, I've got some pulled up. But let's go ahead and listen to the first track, "Black Sabbath" by Black Sabbath on the album "Black Sabbath." <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else getting a little smell the glove out of that? Yes. <laughs> like yeah. a spinal tap? Yeah. Oh, there, there's yeah. No, there's <laughs> we're sitting here laughing about it. There's yeah. no doubt. No. It's like I think like just in the in the time that it took to listen to that track, my I could feel no, like my mutton chops like growing. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so but two things I want to say about that. I mean, yes, complete without a doubt, completely. Number one, though, if you don't listen to the lyrics and it's just you're just like kind of listening it's to the song. It's a pretty good it's song. It's a pretty good song. And number two, nobody had ever done anything like this. Like that's the thing. This is fucking revolutionary. It, yeah, it's stupid as fuck, man. And I'm gonna read you some of these lyrics in a second. But you know, like that's what I was I was listening to because I always do the same thing as you. I always listen to the record uh, on the way down from my house, and um, and I was like, and then it, I was like, yeah, but if you go back to you know the name. Apparently, the the name of the band came from them seeing. They, it, was they, a, it was a film, right? Yeah, Black Sabbath. It, uh, I think. Um, um, Jesus Christ, what Frankenstein? I can't think of his name. Federico Fellini. Yes. No. Yeah. Um, and they like somebody Boris was commenting to another. Yes, Boris Karloff. Yeah. Um, was commenting to another one. Can you believe people pay to be scared? And then they decided to like make these horror movies. No, movies. I think they were like a blues-based band first, and then they yes. realized that they had this little gimmick that people like really latched onto, and they're like, fuck it, we'll go with that. Yes, that's, yeah. It's silly as shit, and I choose to not listen to it. Look, I've heard this song hundreds of times, this particular song, and, um, you know, in the background or at parties or whatever. Uh, I'd never heard it before And I've never listened, I won't say hundreds of times, but many times. And I've never listened to the lyrics before because I choose to never listen to Black Sabbath lyrics because um, I grew up on Black Sabbath. And e if I'm 14 years old and I think it's stupid as shit fucking eighth grade poetry, then 
when I'm in eighth grade. You're, you're pretty much rolling your eyes 24-7 if you yeah. have to listen to this shit. My, yeah. my favorite part of that song was watching... Ryan and Shane do the oh no section. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Dude, uh, it, no, it's like that. Uh, what's the song? Oh Lord, what was that? War Pigs. Oh, Lord, yeah. yeah, and everybody always like tries to time it, like, and they get it just wrong. Like when you see like a band cover it live, and like you see the one guy up there like shirtless going like oh Lord, and he like gets it like he steps in too early. Like I don't know. But it's that moment in that song. Oh but, no! But it's, it's oh like no! A bad horror movie. So like, confused. Yeah. It, it, I couldn't help it, but wave my arms. I think I know the answer to this, but here's here's my question that I will put to you, dudes: Is that is the camp intentional? I mean, I think they intentionally tried to like follow this thing that they weren't. I mean. They weren't worshiping Satan. They just kind of figured out that they had a good gimmick. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's I think it's campy intentionally, but like they wanted to make good music. If you know sure. anything about all four of these guys, they were all like working class, you know, born in the forties, working class dudes from fucking um, you know Oh, and by the way, Ozzy and uh Geezer, their names are really like John and Terrence or something like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know it's John Osborne is Ozzy's name. Yeah, but they were. I can't remember exactly which, but they were. You know, it was like an industrial city. Like you know, you got up, you went, you went to the s- factory job. Factory job, right? I mean, none of these guys like were were going to be you know accused no, they're, they're of being like socking away giants. at it. And, so and maybe that accounts for like why the why the lyrics are the way that they are. You can't really write what you know. If what you know is making widgets, and uh, what well, you want to do is well, like they specifically <laughs> wanted to do this like fantasy that you know that stuff was kind of popular at the time too. Except yeah. you know if you go to Led Zeppelin, they're like you know ramble on and hobbits and shit like that, and these guys went the opposite way. Um, <laughs> ramble on and hobbits, yeah, yeah, that's true. The I Battle mean, of no, no, you're not wrong. Okay, so let me read a little, uh, a, a few of the lyrics from from um, Black Black Sabbath, Sabbath by Black Sabbath, by Black Sabbath, Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Um, what is this that stands before me, figure in black, which points at me? Turn around quick and start to run. Find out I'm the chosen one. Oh no! <laughs> Big black shape with <laughs> eyes of fire, telling people their desire. Satan sitting there, he's smiling. Watches those flames get higher and higher. Oh no! no. I don't think you're gonna get a callback from Please, the table God, here. help me! <laughs> Super accurate, man. Yeah. yeah. How, how far away are we from um, Ozzy Osbourne pissing on the Alamo? Um, that was in the, the about an, about an hour early. I would say like eighty seventy miles. Yeah. And so, like, well, they kicked him out of the band in seventy nine, and then so somehow, Ronnie James Dio, I believe, replaced him. Is that right? It, Ronnie James Dio replaced him. Yes. And I was thinking about picking a, a Ronnie James Dio Black Sabbath song to show you the difference uh, between the two bands because they're basically not the same band, but. We won't, we, we won't do that. Maybe at some point. That was 1982, by the way, right? Yes. 1982, the Alamo incident? Yes. So that was three years after he was kicked out of Black Sabbath. So, so, so this guy fell as far as he could fall. Then Sharon, who, who was his... Their Stole from her father. Yeah. Um, and then propped him up. He had no money at all. And they, and they found all these musicians and they ended up making Blizz- Blizzard of Oz, which, by the way... Was that a Randy Rhodes record? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was his first record. It was Randy Rhodes, which, by the way, amazing title, Blizzard of Oz. Oh, sure, Blizzard of Oz. Yeah. Yep. 
And um, yeah, and then it was off from there. And then, you know, Ozfest. And this guy is amazing to me. No, he like rises from the Phoenix he every rises, few years. Yeah, no, he just like, it's like he just shambles forward, falls down, almost drowns, and then comes out of the mud puddle. And he's like, look, I found gold in, in the mud puddle. You know, like somehow he just ends up okay. This one little snippet from the Wikipedia article. Osborne later had no memory of firing his band, and the tour continued. <laughs> that sounds about right, uh-huh. man. I've still never seen an episode of the Osbournes. I've just seen little clips and shit. I, I but s- like, I don't know that how that man does anything. I just feel like I saw a couple of. I saw a co- not to. I just yeah, just sure. interject real yeah. quickly. I, the only time that I ever saw any episodes of the Osbournes, I was stuck in Mexico because there was a hurricane that kept me there for an extra day, and my girlfriend at the time and I hated each other and would subsequently break up in an airport when we were allowed to go back in the United States. But we could only get one channel on our TV while we're stuck in our hotel room in the middle of the hurricane. And that was Mexico MTV. And it was... That's the M. And it was the Osborne. It was an Osborne marathon, and but with everything dubbed into Spanish. <laughs> that sounds kind of awesome. It would be kind of awesome. I just feel like that show... I only saw like one episode, and I feel like he spent most of it just looking for his keys. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it just seemed like he like, like wore a robe around and like was like Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did watch a few episodes just later, and it, it, it actually around. was pretty fucking entertaining, man. And I, I, I don't like stuff like that, but apparently he was on some like drug cocktail from his like psychiatrist that kept him like that at the time or something. But anyway. so um, Mark's got the Wikipedia page pulled up, and there's a whole giant section <laughs> that says drug and alcohol abuse. Yeah, no, it's like a it's a novella. All right, do we want to do another one of these? Yeah, I want to do I mean, the wizard. They're only yeah. like five. I'm, I'm, gonna let, I'm gonna let Shane pick the third one. No, like, the wizard was what I wanted to pick. I actually I actually like this. This is my favorite song on this record. I think. All right. Uh, well. However, again with the lyrics, we could discuss afterward. All right. I feel like that song is like the exact moment when they shifted from being a blues band into like whatever fucking heavy metal became. Probably so. I mean, they're still using the harmonica. I think that that harmonica is really effective on that song. Like, it's, sure, it's not too much, just like a little. But you know what? It's not scary. No, it's yeah, not. it's not. Harmonica like is not scary. traditionally like scary. I, just, uh-huh. I hear like they've they've taken like Guess Who or Cream and just. Cranked it up a little bit. Well, one so thing that I it's one just a little heard. edgier. Yeah, I can, I can, I can hear that. I, I like it. I, yeah, I like it more than that. But, but, but I can definitely see that. Well, and I was just going to say that one of the things that that I read that kind of surprised me, and you, 
It's like I don't hear it in that track unless I actually unless I intentionally listen for it, which is like that the drums are actually a little more jazzy than you would ever expect to hear on this kind well, of record. Kind of Certainly, sparse, you know. Well, like, there's there's sparse and there there's like a little bit of like what could come off as randomness, improv, but they're yeah. not. They are they're not a Bonham-esque thud. Like they're not that. No, that's true. Yeah, so, they're not, they're no, they, they not sound a little more like beat. ominous or like you know you're you're waiting for them to like hit. Well, and they're a little, pu- like punctuation more than like. They're not like the anchor of the song. They're not way back like that backbeat kind of stuff. That's that's really where that cream stuff comes through because Ginger Baker played like that really yeah. on top or right on top of the beat like that. Yeah. Um, before we, the funniest thing that I read when um, trying to glean some inf- information about um, Black Sabbath, the album by the band Black Sabbath. For some reason, my phone isn't working. Are we talking um, about possessed? This? Telling you, I believe it. Uh, so I like this song quite a bit, and we'll read some lyrics here in a second. But this is my favorite. This is my favorite thing. Okay, this is information about the song "The Wizard." The wizard is about a wizard who uses his magic to encourage people he encounters. In a 2005 interview with Metal Sludge, Black Sabbath bassist and lyricist Geezer Butler said the song's lyrics were influenced by the wizard Gandalf from The Lord of the Rings. Period. It was also believed to be about the band's drug dealer at the time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Hey, so what's the name of the guy who invented Dungeons and Dragons? Gary Gygax. Uh, do you think he was a fan of this record? That was probably like what he was because that was. He just listened in, to this and led Zeppelin, it, that's, and that's it. it. Yeah, like he invented that in the mid seventies. So like he's just sitting there like in his mom's basement, just geeking out. Yeah. Yes. All right, is it time? Uh, Should we do the time for the middle? Yeah. So, um, what is it that you like to like palate cleanser? A sorbet. Sorbet. Yes. Well, Which I is the same thing, really. I was thinking of a video that I haven't seen in its gloriousness in many, many years. And um, I I don't know if this is a sorbet or if it's more, if if they're close, if they're kissing cousins. But um, but I'd like to play the video Fat by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, yeah. No, super similar. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Or Well, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure where you're drawing a line there, but okay. It could be a, well, why don't we watch it? You know, because he is, you know, I don't know. It's been many years since I've seen it, but so let's watch it. I mean, I guess Ozzy Osbourne used to be kind of girthy, but beyond that. It's, I'm not being serious. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's watch, let's watch uh, Fat by Weird Al Yankovic. Your butt is wide. Well, mine is too. Just watch your mouth. Or I'll sit on you The word is out Better treat me right Cause I'm the king Of cellulite Ham on Ham on Ham on whole wheat Alright My zippers bust My buckles break I'm too much man For you to take The pavement cracks When I fall down Chins, then Chinatown, but I never used to. 
I'm surprised none of us have brought in a uh, Weird Al album. I was just going to look up and see how long we made it into this podcast before Weird Al. We've talked about Weird Al a little bit. We have. But anyway, I kept hearing like resigned clearing of the throat (laughs) around the table. It was like... (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like... It's a ridiculous parody of a Michael Jackson song. Also, you could never do that today. You could no, never do you that could today. Never. I thought for about good, that a lot for good reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is that is one hundred percent pure fat shaming from front to back. So I uh, I saw him at mostly fun, front. fun 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 fest. What it's probably been six years ago now. The guy was still putting on the effing fat suit on stage. Really? Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like I. I I have never gotten Weird Al. Like, I've just, the appeal is never, like, I just, ne- it's just never. No. Well, I here here I, and there, like, I thought Smells Like Nirvana was, like, a pretty funny song. I thought Weird was, like, Al taking was. Taking the piss out of, like, this super serious, you know. Thing. In between probably Beat It or Eat It and Fat. That was like I was in the age group then, like, between. Yeah, the you were like 12. Of 11 and 14. I used to. S- to look forward to listening to the Dr. Demento show and the weird Sure, Al- he's, he's like the Beatles of that show. Yeah. Well, he, he well, was always on there. Well, here's the thing about Weird Al, though, that, that's interesting. Like, he is infinitely more interesting as a human being. He's smart and funny when he's not doing that. He's a great interview. He's great to see on stuff. Like, he's... But he's, he's a, like the pop Ray Stevens. Like... Oh, that shit's about as funny as the streak, which is to say, not at all. Right. Not at all. Yeah. No, not agreed. Least, but but that thing is, is, I guarantee you, he's a smarter, gentler, funnier. No, he seems like a super nice guy, and as I, a human I'm, being, I'm happy for him to have he's success. A, he's a, what I'm saying is, he's a. This has actually has nothing to do with this ridiculously stupid song and video. I uh, I didn't listen. I just thought of it on the way over here. I was like, I heard the end of Bad on the radio when I was, and I was like. It's about time what, for what, a Weird Al song. Yeah. It's about t- haven't seen any Weird Al in a while. So yeah, good, 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 good stuff. And uh, can we just point out again, like um, the hilarity of um, the incidental, like cartoon-like sound effects? It's, yeah, the, it like, just adds a second layer of well, no, subtlety. Like that that in the video humor. had like a like a foley artist. Uh, for those who don't know, Foley artists are the people who like whenever like somebody throws a punch in a movie and it makes a sound. Like that's a Foley artist who does that, and uh, whoever their Foley artist like well was on that video like fucking earned their paycheck. And, and that's boing, a, boing, boing, boing. well right. And there's a lot of the, the and and the the song that it was parroting has a lot of like non uh, Foley artist uh, shout outs that are happening by MJ in the original video. So it's like. They were they riffed on that like that part I actually thought was I was like okay that's I, yeah that's half amusing I, I think that it uh, another thing was that you know like songs like that are, and especially videos like that are predicated on the original so if you if you don't remember what the original was then you're missing like ninety percent of the jokes that is true right but he typically puts stuff out about six months after something is a giant hit right that's what I'm saying and it's been. You know, thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah. He was really young when he put out that first record. Like he was only like that with Eat It and stuff. He was only like twenty years old. Well, didn't he do like a bunch of polka shit first? 
Yeah, but when he put out his first parody record, the one that made him, you know, famous, he was young, man, like 20 or 21 years old, if not younger than that. Maybe he was like eight. Well, and he made a movie at some point. UHF. UHF. Uh, came out around which, like, just doesn't exist anymore, like, because uh, they don't make analog the TVs. The UHF channel? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, we should probably get back into uh, the album Black Sabbath by the band Black Sabbath. Featuring the song Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath. Featuring the song Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Evil power disappears. Demons worry when the wizard is near. He turns tears into joy. Everybody's happy when the wizard walks by. Never talking, just keeps walking, spreading his magic. You know, I, I you honestly know, hearing said. I think there's. I think it's probably a combination of the wizard from Gandalf and their drug dealer. If you go back, like everybody's happy when the wizard walks by. Could be, dude. Yeah. Like I, a, I kind of take it back to. Um, your experience with um, that dude in the parking lot when you had your windows rolled down uh, for another show, like with uh, Van Morrison. Oh, yeah, with the Van Morrison show, and that oh, the and guy that guy came it. up and was like, "That was amazing." Yeah, no, I feel yeah, like and I was like, I actually kind of don't like it. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but I feel like that's kind of what's going on here is like uh, you have you have lyrics inside of you that are that are that uh, you know. Intricate. You got to get them out. Dude, they've connected with somebody. Or maybe you should. It wasn't, it wasn't me, yeah. but right. uh, I do like that song, though. Well, I could just uh. see leaving them in the parking lot, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was my yeah. point. Yeah. Hey, um, one one quick aside. So I can't believe we're halfway through this, and I haven't gotten into the fact that uh, Lester Bangs ripped this record I was a new ass. Yo, no, <laughs> like, I read that. that yeah. I was hoping you unearthed that. Cause, uh, I did. And yeah. by the way, wasn't their first uh, incarnation called Earth? Was. Yeah. You're gonna yeah. want to talk into that microphone, Shane. Um, it was, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just leaves it on the table, like yeah. Well, my uh, head was. But yeah, Lester Bangs uh, was not a fan. He was not a fan. He says over over across the tracks on the industrial side of Cream Country lie unskilled laborers like Black Sabbath, which was hyped as a rock and ritual celebration of the Satanic Mass or some such claptrap, something like England's answer to Coven. Well, they're not that bad, but that's about all the credit that you can give them. And then he goes on to say that they sound like Vanilla Fudge playing a doggerel tribute to Aleister Crowley, the the uh, the devil guy, and uh, which was that's what it said on his business well, cards. Didn't that, devil guy. Didn't he uh, Ozzy end up writing a song about Aleister Crowley, Mr. Crowley? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He anyway, did. yeah. Go anyway, on. but but yeah. So basically, he said that they sounded like the most tired of the tired version of of Cream and and. Uh, Tied up his review by saying, just like cream, but worse. Now, you know, like the way that it went down was a few records later, you know, presumably after this, uh, this, this album had caught the attention of some people that presumably thereafter went back and read his original review. He didn't ever re-review it. Rolling Stone went back and re-reviewed it and gave it five stars later, of course. Dude, this is the and same I, shit as Led Zeppelin, like which yeah. they shit all over, and Mr. Stevens, you can check that box, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, they went back and realized, oh, like, this was hugely inf- influential. We have changed our minds. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, Lester Bangs uh, did, not, did not care for it first go-round. 
But then, and which is unusual because he was usually just so effusive. I, I would praise. was going to say, yeah, he was. He was such a pleasant, sunny day, blowing bubbles at children. Just you know, a, you know just a I, group what hug. I, what I really would have loved to have known, and I'd, it's too late to find out now, what Philip Seymour Hoffman thought of it. Sure. Yeah. See, third generation uh, <laughs> playing Lester Bangs. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So I don't know. I mean. Dude, I, I think here's here's where I net out, man. I love the music on it. I th- I think it's a blast, and it's it's just fun for me to like see the starting point of like they started a genre. I mean, think about like the millions of things that have happened in their wake. That's some lucky ass shit. I mean, it does sound. G- I love the way this album sounds, and I I don't like like the whole record. Yeah, again, only ad infinitum. The lyrics, and then are like what, like six months later, they put out was it paranoid? Paranoid. Well, my favorite, you know, in the Black Sabbath mythology is paranoid, where um, and everyone backs this up. Like they were down a song, and like went oh, out. They were just jacking around and like. Came well, they up with went. They were actually not in the studio, not in the cutting room. They were like in between, like and like uh, Tony Amy just came up with this, you know, the riff, just the riff, riff yeah. the Black Sabbath riff, and. They they like wrote and recorded that entire song within an hour, um, and that's just that's some fucking that's some good mythology. And ev- apparently, everyone that, that t- tends well, to mean, say well, it's no, true. it's actually true. Yeah. Like, yeah, this this record was recorded apparently recorded over the course of two days and about twelve hours and cost six hundred pounds to make. Like, that's it. Well, they th- that's how many how many quid is that? Mark can answer that. He's our resident. Pounds, uh, quid, same. Yeah. Same it's thing? Like, yeah. Oh, it's like dollars and bucks? bucks and yeah. Dollars. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. all right. Ryan, travel. Oh. Keep up. <laughs> I'm getting some learning. <laughs> yeah. Some homeschooling going on right here. Uh, anyway, the other the other thing that the um, BBC take on this, I thought said that I, the guy that wrote that, I thought was pretty interesting, said that uh, Ozzy invests more emotion on this record than subsequent releases. Now, admittedly, I'm not an expert on the Black Sabbath catalog, but and you know, as as evidenced by the oh no wailing and Jerry and uh, gesturing that oh happened no. in here, <laughs> Shane looks like he's doing uh, uh, puppet show. I don't know what that was, but the but yeah, the the point being, like, do, I mean, I guess Shane, you're the you're the reformed metalhead. Is that true? Was he, was there more emotion here from Ozzy? <laughs> I don't like, think so. I think definitely like paranoid, same like, and then kind of my knowledge of them kind of album wise, you know, came pretty much from from paranoid. I mean, I know some songs off of subsequent albums after that. Well, but I feel um, like this record, you can hear the like the beginning of what was going to be all the songs that we know and love from Black Sabbath. You can hear all the components here. They just there aren't hits on it. Um, but it sold a lot of records. It sold like a million, a million copies. You know, like I think even at the time it did. Could be that, that oh. part. I may have not have researched. But uh, you guys want to listen to one more song? Sure, sure. Does it have to be off this record? <laughs> well, un- I mean, fortunately <laughs> or unfortunately, I was going to suggest you, "Alone Again" uh, naturally because Shane really likes that one. Dude, he'll always listen to that song. <laughs> we capped the okay episode that. off with it. Uh, but kidding. for now, I want to I want to listen to the one that has the most Black Sabbathy sounding title, and that is "Wicked World." It's not a bit of finger. 
There is a bit of finger. That's pretty Sabbathy. It's to- well, and that's it's also Sabbathy or porny. I'm not sure. Well, it's a little bit of smell the glove again. Like yeah. anyway, I don't know. I think behind the wall of sleep is pretty. You don't yeah, like the whole you don't thing like is basically. <laughs> is it? The whole thing. I think it, it's because that's a little. No, it's a little bass lick. That's why it's it's like a little do 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 do. Dude, Geezer Butler. Fuck, I fucking love that dude. By the way, like uh, he like fucking you, just. Why don't you marry him? Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we duke it out by the bike rack after school? Um, what are we gonna listen to? But instead, why don't we listen to Wicked World? <laughs> Hey Ryan, can you do a like a harmonica solo? Oh, metal, har- metal harmonica. Yeah, yeah, metal harmonica. Dude, you're the putting scariest. me on the spot. Like, oh uh, come on, you got the talent. No, you got the touch. I just like the George Martin interlude there in the middle of that song, and the rest of it for all the world sounds like fucking Led Zeppelin, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it does sound like Led Zeppelin. The, that is, uh, that, that's a very Led Zeppelin sounding song. The George Martin interlude was great because literally everybody at the table was just making up shit that it would say when you no, played well, you it started, started all throwing <laughs> out like uh, what the backmasking was. Go all back to school. <laughs> <laughs> Love your mother. Change it sounds like an exchange Stay student. <laughs> Why are they all from Sweden? I have I good news. Yeah. <laughs> that gum you like. Oh, by the way, we don't have to sidebar on this, but it feels appropriate. To mention that IKEA came clean and uh, noted that the recipe for their meatballs is actually Turkish. Yeah, they're not from Turkey. They're not Swedish. No. What so, does that have to do anyway, with anything? Well, we were just talking about uh, that Shane sounded like a foreign oh, a Swedish student. person. Yeah. See, no, yeah. see, like, it, this, this, it, you know what it has to do with Ryan? Because if you tune into this goddamn show, you never know what you're going to learn no. on any given night, and and, and whether whether or not it's going to be worth anything. And the answer is probably much, not. Much like <laughs> so. non-Swedish meatballs, they're little morsels that we just throw out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, some some savory and, and, tidbits, and you don't have to walk through five fucking stores. But I, I like how you're no, like you're just be like the first lobbing store. them at yeah. me. Like I'd be covered in like Turkish meatballs right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, does anybody have anything more to say about Black Sabbath? <laughs> I mean, we kind of why we're we didn't here. Get, we didn't get to to play any of the songs with the the electric jaw harp, which oh uh, the, the the juice harp. Uh, yeah, I'm a little. little you don't like saying juice harp. Like you think that's gonna well, like lead you to like the uh, Holocaust denier or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> Mark, jaw Mark, harp is uh, an Ryan, appropriate. You name You got for it really as well. worked up about that. Well, no, I've you never heard it called a jaw harp. I have heard it. It's like it. bang, 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 and that is on this record. Yes, it is. Yeah, Mark. Mark sent me a note and said that he was putting a band together that had uh, 
this is when we were supposed to get together last week yeah. and talk about this record. And he was like, yeah, I'm putting a band together where every song is going to have that in it. And I was like, well, I'll just grow my hair out. Yeah. So oh, little curlies. Like, yeah. Uh, little curly. Well, and and per what I was saying earlier, giant mutton chops. So curly mutton chops. Curly. I I want to grow mutton chops so big you can't see my eyes. I, I want you to start a band I, called like, Curly and the Mutton Chops. I was going to say like <laughs> that sounds like the the name of like the character the that the my lead character in my silent movie that I'm making right now, Curly Mutton Chops. Curly you know mutton like chops. <laughs> with Buster Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, great. That's it, Buster Keaton's Yeah. All right, fellas. So I think course. I think we may be running out of steam here. Who's I, got uh the new song this evening? Oh, I've got the new song this evening. Oh, please let it be weird. Oh, please let it be weird. Oh, please no, let it is, be weird. It Al. is not. It is not weird. Al. Um, it is, however, a track um, by an artist who goes by Soccer Mommy. So we're gonna listen to that next. That was uh, Soccer Mommy. The name of the track is Your Dog. Dude, that is a total Kevin Newsom song. Oh, it's a total really Kevin Newsom song. song. Big yeah. time. Yeah, no, it's great. Wasn't there a band called That Dog? That there was were? a yes. band called That Dog. Yeah, yeah we, And it's not that far off from this. Well, I mean, yeah, not there's certainly some far off, connective this, tissue, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. kind of sounds like... I like this song. I've been listening to it for a little while. I thought about you every time I, I hear this song, like just because of the Soccer Mommy... Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because it's sort of like again, there's like that resurgence of like mid '90s indie rock. That's Dude, going it's on a, it's, no, it's a cool song. I particularly like the guitar tone. Like, uh, like it's just a perfectly really good song. There's something about her voice where she she does that thing about Liz Fair that that kind of bugs me a little bit. Where it's it's just a little bit flat at the end sometimes. She, who um, she has toured with, among others, you'll not be surprised. I'm not to surprised know. to hear that. Yeah. So, Soccer Mommy is the, uh, I guess, stage so is name. That of like a nom de plume. It's it's not really. No, it's band. not actually her name, Ryan. No, but I mean, it's not a band. <laughs> it's a chick. Yeah. No, it's a chick. Yeah. Her. Um. It's Sophia Allison is her name. Born. Born in Switzerland. Oh, so there you go. checking that box. We should, uh, we should hello, probably hang out. Toblerones. Yeah, so, yeah, so... The, so Wait, that should be my next band's name, the Toblerones. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
Anyway, you might get sued, but, but I, I don't know. Maybe it depends on how good you are. I'll just put a Y. I'll just put a Y in there. There you go. <laughs> Tumblr on the UK. There used to be like a band called uh, Jerry Seinfeld's Atrophied <laughs> Sack. Tumblr went on the moon, UK. <laughs> yeah, and like they got I sued by Jer- it was Jerry Seinfeld's Atrophied Sack. They'd play emos a bunch, <laughs> oh and God. they got sued by you know whoever represented Jerry Seinfeld, and they just changed the spelling of everything in the band name and kept it. Uh, anyway, that's. Apropos of nothing at this point. No, yeah. it's actually apropos of everything. It's exactly what I just said I was going to do with my new band, the Toblerones. Yeah. Oh, All right. good. Yes, well, Toblerones at Atrophied Sack. I'm just gonna, I'm yes. just gonna pull up iTunes and just keep staring at it till you got some <laughs> songs in there. Um, she, uh, but she went to like she kind of checks all the boxes here too. Like she, um, this started out as a band camp thing, and she went to the Nashville School for the Arts, and then went to NYU, and and has since like kind of flipped that into a into tours, presumably opening for a bunch of acts that we know. Um, Jay Som, who we've covered on this show, Faux show. Um, Phoebe Bridgers, another one, and the aforementioned uh, Liz Fair and Frankie Cosmos, and a few more. But anyway, I yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Is that guy okay? I don't think that guy's okay. Oh, in the no. video? In the video. Well, so yeah. I thought, and this is something I was going to point out. The, the painted on mustache yeah, guy? No, but he also had an upside down, painted on upside down cross. And so I thought, well, once well, there's, again, there's that, a way that's to your bring it all back together. Black Sabbath inserted themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I took the like the narrative of the of the track to basically mean like maybe she drugged him. Like that's why she can drag him, his ass up and down the stairs. But. He's well, he looked like his neck wasn't quite all intact there. I, you don't think so? No. Yeah? I, yeah, I, I was thinking he was dead, but, you know, I never know what these indie kids these days. The indie kids with their weird music and blue They do hair. have very yeah. weird musical <laughs> videos. <laughs> videos? Videos. <laughs> yeah. All right, so anyway, that was, that was uh, your dog from Soccer Mommy. Thank you for uh, dialing up the Victrola yes, on that. Yes, exactly. So... So, uh, speaking of the Victrola, let's talk. You guys want to talk about next week? Yep. Okay. So, um, I wanted to try and find a record that was so, so much like what we covered here tonight. Um, and I just uh, ultimately thought about that for four seconds and then thought, that's never going to happen. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al. No, no, nor, nor that. But we are going to um, do a record that kind of gives us an opportunity to talk about two artists in one, and they're artists that we never talk about on this show, but um, but that are were giants in their field in the day. Specifically, we're going to talk about Louis Armstrong and Fats Waller, because there's a record called Satch Plays Fats, where Louis Armstrong only does... They're both on it? They're, no, well, no, F- Fats Waller was dead by then, but okay, Louis Armstrong so. covered a bunch of Fats Waller standards, and it'll give us uh, an entry to talk Shane's about, about to orgasm right now. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Fats Waller and Louis Armstrong, and I've never heard of this record before, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. So we will do that the next time that we get together. All right, and kids. until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It. <laughs>